2: It's the Woody and Wilcox show.
1: All right. It's been, what do we decide? A year and a half, maybe? A year and a half. Since uh, Lebanese comedian Nimmer has uh, been in the studio with us. And yeah. I don't know if I should say it like that. Is that like, do I need to clarify that Lebanese comedian is I mean, a Lebanese thing?
2: American, it helps people to know that I'm not just American. So it's like, oh, it's an American who went on an adventure. Let's hear. Let's let's, let's
1: understand. Let's see what happens. How did he survive? Why is he still alive? I mean, part of what, because last time you were here, we really dug in. And I because I'm an old man, I forget half of what we talked about. But I mean, I remember the gist of it. And it was so fascinating to hear you talk about what it's like to perform stand-up comedy in the Middle Middle East, East, where I think a lot of people, at least in America, are like, do they even have stand-up, stand-up comedy in the Middle well, East? Well,
2: they do because of, of me. I mean, I started it there, but that was back in 99. So uh, we really, you know, in the year and a half since we've been apart, uh, the tragedy of our, <laughs> no, of our time <laughs> apart. It does feel uh, very sad. It, it has been. Um, I, I released a Showtime special. Yes. Called No Bombing in Beirut. And I filmed that because what you just said is really what on, on everybody's mind. What I did is I filmed a special in Hollywood in Los Angeles, and I filmed it in Beirut. And in, in, in front of two massive crowds, 5,000 people in Beirut, 2,000 people in Los Angeles. And I wore the same suit. And um, we basically cut between Beirut and Los Angeles mid-joke, back and forth, back and forth. But the viewer has no idea. People thought it was just one show. It reveals pretty much halfway through. I do a split screen. And everybody was like, oh, wait a sec. So wait, for me, it was like, if I can show a show being filmed on two different places on the planet, but it feels like the energy of just one show that pretty much explains to everybody how similar we all are and okay. how, how much comedy can resonate with everyone.
1: Right. Almost like a science experiment sort of to prove or yeah. disprove a theory that Because yeah, you know
2: I, I tell you it's all the same. But, you, you know, everybody's going to be like, well, maybe he's just promoting. And I figured, let me show it. And, you know, actions speak louder than words. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, we filmed the special in that way. And it, the special's main theme at the time for No Bombing Beirut was about the power of perspective. And, you know, if you live in more than one place, how you can see things differently. So I thought it would be fitting to kind of film it in more than one place and and to have this energy to the special that feels very unique and very singular really said a lot.
1: It's it's amazing to think, I guess, that the two audiences mm-hmm. would be so similar in their reactions to things and that.
2: And in their look. A lot of people were watching the Beirut footage because it's a huge crowd. And they're okay. like, wow, Hollywood looks great. R- I'm, really? like, yeah, that's, I'm like, that's Beirut. That's Beirut, because it's so westernized. This is what a lot of people don't understand. I mean I say, and it's Mediterranean.
0: Well, I'm from LA and it looks pretty horrible there sometimes,
2: depending That's upon which true. parts of LA. That's that you're, very true.
1: That you're That's in.
2: actually very true. It can get very bad. But uh I think we attracted a good enough crowd. <laughs> we <laughs> I mean, attract ticket prices were high, so we got the higher end, okay, I would like okay, to say. good. good but good. um I mean it's it's what it is really is that people I think have a warped view of the world because pretty much everywhere you go is Americanized. It's funny, but America seems to forget that its biggest success hasn't been through colonialism. It's been through exporting culture by choice. I mean, everybody's seen Predator, Terminator, Alien all over the world, all the way to what's coming out now. I mean, American cinema and TV is the biggest thing worldwide. So everybody's fashion choice. I mean, look around everywhere, whether it's France, Morocco, the Middle East, Asia or America. Everybody pretty much, unless you're looking at skin color, they look the same. They dress the same. They consume the same stuff. When you go to the Middle East, like a place like Lebanon, the people are Mediterranean, so they look more like they're Italian than they do like what the traditional image of an Arab is.
0: A lot of gold chains.
2: <laughs> uh, no, they look like they're Italian without the gold chains. That would be the Armenians. You're thinking- <laughs> You're thinking. Uh, you're thinking wow. of New Jersey. My grandmother's Armenian, so I can say that. I can say that. If we have any Armenian le- listeners?
1: Which says we, I'm we one of you. We are huge with Armenians. Yeah, I'll tell you that I'm just right saying, now. You so never watch know. Your mouth. In LA, I
2: would have been crucified for what I just said. Only in Pasadena, <laughs> in Glendale,
1: in Glendale, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Kardashians would have come after me. Oh goodness. Yeah, you're right. I don't think. I mean, I wouldn't have of known that the audience would look similar. I, I
2: don't. Yeah. You know, nor, it, nor would people know that. It, you know, I say I do the comedy in English there and they're like, oh, you know, probably he peppers in some English. But no, it's it was the same show in Los Angeles and in Beirut. And we're cutting in between mid jokes. So there's no better way to just basically prove to everyone that comedy really does bring people together what in re- ways that nothing
1: else can. But
0: what I remember from the last time you were here, one, your beard spa- smelled fantastic.
2: Thank you. Uh,
1: you remember that, yes. <laughs> she sniffed Thank the beard. You. Yeah, that's a Thank Chelsea you. thing. Yeah.
2: But
0: also, you were having a hard time putting on these shows. Yeah. Because of rules and what you were allowed to talk about. Yeah. Like the audience was there and they were great, but yeah. y- you were running up. If it, it, it wasn't in
2: Beirut, Beirut is like the free speech capital of the really the I can say things in Beirut. I could never say here. Really? But um, when I when I was doing shows in, let's say, Saudi Arabia, you know, we were doing illegal shows because you couldn't put a show on without the kingdom giving you permission, which meant they needed a script, which meant women and men couldn't mix, which meant the religious police would be sitting all in the front row and judging every word without a single smile on their face. So we would do the shows illegally. But just about six months ago, I went to Saudi Arabia, for instance, and did the first legal show there where the crowds were allowed to mix and the religious police has been banished. They have a new young leader right now who's trying to reform. They just opened a cinema, cinema chain, a movie theater chain in Saudi Arabia. They've never had a movie theater.
1: Is that right?
0: Never.
2: This just happened about two weeks, three weeks ago.
0: Is he the guy who just came to New York City? Yes, he is. Yeah,
2: Yeah, so that that guy, even though he kidnapped our prime minister and forced him to resign to try to force a civil war going on in Lebanon. But the Lebanese people are so astute that we understood. This is a very funny story. Our prime minister was kidnapped, right? Sounds and then hilarious. he goes up on TV, and he resigns in Saudi Arabia from the prime ministry of Lebanon and accuses Iran. The Lebanese people are so used to being messed around with that they watch the footage. And we've they've in Lebanon, they used to make fun of our prime minister because he always had an Apple watch, and he used to really love it. And, it, you know, the Apple Watch is off, and the joke was he doesn't have batteries for his watch. Then he had to go and clarify that this is a smart watch, and it only turns on when I look at it. So when he goes on to resign, people are watching, and they're like, he's not wearing his watch, which means they've taken his stuff away from him, and they're controlling his communication. So everybody said, nah, we're just going to hang out. And everybody in the country just waited for two weeks until he came back basically a hero and it infuriated the Saudi prince because he thought he could start a civil war in Lebanon. But What he didn't know is that these people, the Lebanese people, have become so used to being messed around with that nothing can, can make us fight anymore. And it was because of this Apple Watch that we used to make fun of that we realized he was under control. It's a really funny story, but I give credit where credit is due. The guy is making big reform in Saudi Arabia, and he, he stumbled with the Lebanese plan, but we're better than that, so that's how we do it. <laughs>
0: what?
1: I tell funny. you, I got stories. I got I mean, stories. My God,
0: I, mean, I got that's, stories. That's happening over there. We're over here putting spiders on burgers at
1: <laughs> the airport.
2: I tell you, America's fun <laughs> and uh, in its own way, and the Middle East is fun in another. We have a good time uh, in the show that I'm doing. To you know that, that I'm touring with right now, it's called Love Isn't the Answer. Uh, we, I, there's a large set about how we fought ISIS and won with jokes. You know, I, I, I'm. There's America seems to be forgetting right now the power of the things that's always been instilling in everybody, you know, uh, the power of humor, the power of coming together, the power, you know, right now, a lot of people are just like, oh, you know, jokes are divisive and, and comedians are divisive. And I'm like, well, actually com- comedy can actually be very uniting. Yeah. And I'm going to show you how, when ISIS tried to come into the country and there were 3000 of them and we fought them at the border and we won militarily, we still had to deal with the hate and the ideology and that we fought with jokes and that's how we won. We, we demoralized them by making fun of them. They would kill scores of Lebanese people, and then we'd come out with even funnier jokes. And for them, it just, like, it, it was infuriating. And then we make fun of them even in the set, and the set's going viral, which is great. And I know that a lot of them have seen it, and they're very pissed off about it, but it's true. Because, you know, ISIS here in America was hyped up to be an amazing, just tactical, undefeatable force. They fight in flip-flops. So my joke is you lose a very important tactical military advantage when you fight in flip-flops, the element of surprise.
1: Because you, <laughs>
2: you can't sneak up on the enemy if you're walking. It's like clip, clip, clip. You know, you're just walking around making noise. So these kind of jokes were the ones that we were making in Lebanon when they were like, you know, coming in, trying to take over the country. And we're like, well, you're fighting in flip-flops. We can hear you. So for them, they're just like, you know, that's the power of humor. So, you know, some of that and none of the divisiveness that's been going on in Lebanon is what's going down in, the sh- in sorry in the United States. With all the
1: rhetoric going around, I don't yeah. share political
2: jokes. Let, let, it's let, all about bringing people together, man. That's what's going down tonight in North in Charlotte tonight and tomorrow night. Let's
1: uh, let's come back to that here in a second. We have to take a a break. Uh, Nimmer is here and uh, is is on tour as he just mentioned, doing comedy all over the uh, all over the globe. And uh, I want to talk about what you just said about the um, the way that America is is. Reacting to comedy these days, and it feels different in the last mm-hmm. year or so, and uh, and I think you're probably uniquely able to put a different perspective on that. So, stand by. We're going to chat some more, and we'll get you some tickets to see Nimmer, too, so hang, hang on a second. The Woody and Wilcox Show. Comedian Nimmer is in the studio with us, and he's uh, traveling all around the world, and uh, if you're lucky enough to be in the Charlotte area tonight or tomorrow, he's doing the uh, Comedy Zone here in Charlotte. I felt like uh, I should have asked, but we're already on Facebook Live. Or Is that okay that we're on Facebook Live? <laughs> yeah. I'm what? leaving. You know what? <laughs> it's happened before. How dare before. you use my likeness? It has <laughs> happened before. <laughs> no. Really? Yes. yes. Why, uh, well, no, nobody left. Nobody was
0: upset.
2: Yeah, I think. Why they, would yeah, you be upset mine. of more, you uh, know, promotion? Yeah.
0: It's a, I don't know. Somehow it was my fault, though. Like Usually it's everything's Woody's fault, but I feel like in that case, like I was blamed. <laughs> well, I don't know that that's well, and, and, <laughs> Any chance I get, I do try and blame you for something, True. Chelsea, but no, I don't think so. Well, I'm glad that you're good with it. So. Well, it's 2018. Are people
2: I, now still uncomfortable around social media,
0: like about being filmed? I don't, I don't I, know.
2: I, I think seven. it
1: has to do with um, he was concerned with people using video mm-hmm. that he hadn't somehow approved. Like Mark Zuckerberg already has video of it. him that he hasn't approved. Exactly. <laughs> <It's>, who does? <laughs> di- right. Yes. has it, don't, don't we? Yeah. Just- um, if you haven't seen Nimmer, A, you should. B, you thank can you. see the uh, the special No Bombing in Beirut, which is a showtime, right? Yes. Uh, elsewhere? Can you see it somewhere else? At the moment, it's showtime because okay. they came in and they're like, we want it just for us so, yeah. that, so that
2: people are forced to come to us. And I was right. like, thank you. I, I'm happy with that. But also at the same time, I can't recommend anybody else to go anywhere else. There isn't. You know, I can't say that you could download it illegally and stuff like that. You know, I can't say that. <laughs> I, wouldn't so I don't, say that. I don't say that stuff. You know, that <laughs> right. like as a torrent. So but, you know, you can. You can uh,
1: Showtime is really where you want to go. <laughs> but isn't it funny? I mean, it wouldn't have been that long ago when, of course, anytime you released a special, it was with a certain network: Showtime, HBO, yeah, yeah. Netflix, and there was no other option. And now we just automatically, it's like that's the only place. That's I can the get only it. one. There's got to be another way to get you, it. Right? Well, for
2: me, it was it was important for me to release it on Showtime, and, and I'm joking around, obviously, because. If I release it on Netflix or a streaming service first, the people who are going to see it are my fans that already know me. Mm. I figured if I can release it on a major American network, then I will have the privilege of people watching another show and seeing commercials to my special. And then, it, you know, the special comes in after it, when it premiered.
1: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: We, huge exposure, a yeah. lot of new people getting to know my work. And, a, and what's important to me is a lot of Americans seeing the Middle East in a positive way as opposed to a negative way. So I figured that was also something I could be proud of. And, and I'm happy that it, it did that. So we'll, we'll put it on streaming services soon and as well as showtime,
1: probably in a year or so, but for now it's on showtime. If you were just, if you just joined us and you didn't hear the beginning of this, he, he filmed the special, never filmed the special in a sort of a combination between a show in Los Angeles and a show in Beirut. Yeah. And, uh, Part of what the idea behind it was, was to show the similarities and how how much the same the audiences are and how they react to the humor the same way. Because,
2: man, you know, it it saddens me to be in America and to see my fellow Americans feeling like they have enemies out in the Middle East where it's the actual complete opposite scenario. Like, you have extremely powerful allies in the Middle East, you know? And the biggest shows are Frasier and Seinfeld and Friends and Arrested Development and Curb Your Enthusiasm and it's, it's it, I meet people here, and it, it's like what, what P- America doesn't realize, you know, they used to say don't let the terrorists win as a joke. Right. But the terrorists did win when they convinced America that the Middle East is the enemy. That was the agenda. And I'm here to say I'm not going to let that happen because as an American, I'm an equal parts American as I am Lebanese. As an American, it pisses me off that we gave them that
0: victory.
1: Well, so I'm trying to reverse it.
0: And I'll even take it a step further is that they let fear. Yeah rule somebody's life yeah in other words there may have been somebody who was like i really want to travel to the middle east yeah. i've seen pictures of lebanon from the 50s and you can see it online and you're like this gorgeous. was an oasis an absolute gorgeous and it still is yeah but through media through social media yeah. we've all well, been sort of it's called terrorism
2: it's supposed to spread terror that's that's mm-hmm. the point of it is to strike fear Into everybody, because fear is a much more, you can't, they can't fight militarily. It's not like they have an infrastructure military at their disposal, but by spreading fear and lies and stuff online, people can be subjugated into a state where they think that there is a constant threat at their doors. Yeah. You know, and when that happens, you reason flies out the window. Yeah. You you know, in the protection, -protection. self-protection mode. So I'm, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to film the special in LA and in Beirut and then, you know, see for yourselves. And then to take it a step further, because I then got criticism from some people who were like, "Yeah, but that's Los Angeles. Los Angeles is in America," you know, <laughs> oh, conservatives saying that. No, but but you right. know what? Conservative people in America are just as American as liberal people. So that's not my agenda. So I said so I just happened to live in L.A. at the time. Mm-hmm. So for the next special, "Love Isn't the Answer," I'm going to be filming it in probably the most red state that I can find in front of an audience that has no idea who I am. We're going to make sure that they get to the show based on just. It's for free. I see. So Come on down, uh, and if I can walk out of there with a standing ovation, I'm going to put the argument to rest once and for all. You just had a great time with a Lebanese dude who's also American, and that that should settle the case. And if not, I'll do it a step further the next time. It's important to me that America realizes how powerful it is as opposed to getting into the state state of powerlessness mm. that's going around everywhere. I don't know why everybody here feels like the world is ending when you're literally in the most secure situation you could possibly be in, so I'm, you know, I'm fighting the terrorists. People don't realize it, but we're doing it with comedy, and that's what I, that's what I intend to do.
1: And it's funny because you talked about how in mm-hmm. Lebanon, um, you are using comedy to fight back at people who are trying to whatever oppress or or destroy the country from you. within,
2: start a civil war, terrorist attacks, all of it.
1: And it feels like. In America, we used to be able to do more joking about stuff like that, mm-hmm. and right now there seems to be a culture of you—you you have to be so careful about what you say, or you immediately get into trouble. At least in this country, even comedians, even yeah. saying things during a show—that yeah. you know, it, 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 people come to see you this say is, those. Things. This is, new and yet we've gotten so conservative yeah. about certain things. Well, because
2: this is what's happening in America today is what was happening in Lebanon post civil war. Believe it or not, it's a country finding itself in a new reality and coming to grips with it i've seen this i've been in this thing because media has become so divisive this is always the problem so in the middle east i boycotted media from day one back in the year 2000 because over there media is owned by political groups and different uh, countries and interests and their the name is in the the name of the tv station it will be you know this person's network or that person's tv okay you know here in america it's hidden right mm. so it's hidden but at the end of the day if you're you're not clueless americans are not clueless i think they know that They're being manipulated through fear to get better ratings. News is going to cover the most negative story possible here so that people tune in. They're being used. Media leads divisiveness. And to fight back against that, humor is a very powerful thing. Unfortunately, stand-up comedians and comedians right here have found themselves in the middle of a brand new territory. And it's very hard to find out how to navigate these waters without getting sucked up in the media storm. Because it now seems like you have an agenda. And that's dangerous you become just like the media company. So people are going to a right. comedy show because they hate the, the person the comedian hates or they like the person the comedian likes. For me, I'm like, no, no, we're going to take it back a step and we're going to make sure you come to the comedy show so that you can, you can remember why you're, you are who you are. And you have to do that approach, just like I did in the Middle East, to kind of regulate everything. It'll pass, but people are going to have to learn how to be able to tell jokes that actually put clever purpose ahead of agenda. And right now, there's a lot of jokes that are being told with an agenda instead of it being a clever joke. You know? Can you just teach us how to tell jokes? (laughs) Any joke. You guys guys know how to tell jokes. 100%. Have you heard the show? Yeah, (laughs) I have. You guys are awesome. I'm talking about about the people on TV and stand-up comedians and
1: and the difficulty they're running into. Nimmer had me until he said he'd listen to the show.
0: And then he was just lying.
1: We
2: listened on the way here, and I listened the last time. Every time I'm in Charlotte, I listen. Plus I have a lot of friends who listen, they told me that you guys mentioned the show the other day. We love you. We, that's yeah. why I, it you did do that. I wanted All to right. ask
1: yeah.
0: you about Mayo Chip if that's a thing. Mayo chip? (laughs) Yeah, it's a mixture of mayonnaise and ketchup, and it comes in one package because we're too lazy. (laughs) That is disgusting. What kind of abomination is You you get out of here now, Nimmer. Wait, are are they a sponsor? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs)
2: If they
1: are, it's the most delicious. (laughs) I have have mayo chip
2: in liquid form.
1: (laughs) It it came up, right? Chelsea was saying it came up because the the Heinz company that makes the ketchup and all that stuff uh, in America, they have a product, which is a combo mayo ketchup that they said they only sell in the Middle East. And they were thinking about bringing it to America, and that's why it came up on the show, and we'd never heard of it before. No, we've
2: never, no, no.
1: Okay.
0: Well, they are filthy liars, then. They are filthy liars. (laughs) you would know about it.
2: They were like, nobody's going to call us out on that.
1: Uh, (laughs) Who would know?
0: Right. Right, nobody would know. Uh, 690,000 people voted on it. (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's, oh, see see that we focused disturbing. on the important right. things. That's disturbing. And they voted yes for
0: it. Yes, fifty-five uh, percent right. yes, forty-five percent no. Right at uh, six hundred ninety-five thousand and sixty votes.
1: We do come to the polls for certain
0: things. I was right? about <laughs> to say.
1: I was about to say, "Go America, America.
2: America. USA. Go USA, USA, USA." Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know what?
1: You do what you can. You See, you do know how to tell jokes. You see what I'm saying? There you go. There you go. <laughs> Man, it's always. I feel like we could talk with Nimmer for like a week and only be scratching the surface. It's so fascinating it's to hear the the different things that that we have very little clue about when it comes to the differences and the similarities between. What we see daily in this country, no matter where I think you are, and it's interesting because you said people were like, oh, in L.A., that's not real you know, America, so you have to go to what? The Midwest or mm-hmm. the Deep South or something? You have to go to Alabama
2: and, or something. No problem.
1: I'll go. I've been. And, and your point is that it is going to be the same. And I mean, yeah. there are going to be some differences, but it's not going to be major. Your 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 comedy is still going to be your comedy. Yeah, and you're, and I mean, you're I did right a couple
2: of shows in Utah to test out the theory because even my own team was like, no, I don't think I was like, guys, trust me, this is actually going to go down better with conservatives because my comedy is is funny. Right. And it's very real, and conservatives happen to be a bit more real, and the rooted in the real world. I've noticed this is what I've seen. The red states seem to have more day to day kind of like you know they, they, whether they're farmers or what. It's like they hustle and grind a bit more as opposed to being in an office space. So, oh, Nimmer's got an agenda. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. When I went out to Utah and I went to Ogden, not yeah. even Salt Lake City, and and man, it was I had more fun doing those shows than I do in Lebanon. It was weird, but it, it, I, I, I mean, the crowd was great. Yeah. It was a bunch of Mormons, and they loved me. So
0: if why Mormons not? can love you. If up- Mormons can love you.
2: Yeah, and I, and I, and I'm not even. I don't even have a single wife. I didn't even have one. <laughs> so they right. and they let me into the club. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> well, damn, then
0: they've got extras in case you, I, need I, one. I, you
2: know, and uh, and then who knows? Maybe one day, <laughs> maybe one day I'll become a Mormon, the first Lebanese Mormon. <laughs>
1: It's funny we, like we have comedians on quite, pretty frequently and so I'll usually look at a comedian's website and look at the tour dates and stuff and looking at your website uh Nimmer Comedy by the way Nimmer is N E M R if you don't know how to spell it N E M R uh comedy Nobody you, does. you look at like <laughs> uh you know Charlotte Houston and then it's like uh Doha Qatar uh Dubai UAE yeah I don't even is it. We're, we're about Muscat, to post Muscat Oman. I don't even have Muscat to say, Oman, and Muscat, we're about Oman. to post
2: UK, Paris, and Germany as well.
1: I mean, it's right that you don't usually see those tour dates on most comedians. Most websites. of them are lies. I just put them up there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it who's works. Gonna know? Who's, who's going to who's know? Gonna like, those places don't really yeah, yeah. exist. Japan
1: is next. To, no, uh,
2: <laughs> even Canada. Canada for crying out loud. No man, look, I'm telling you, my, I really, if it's funny, it's funny. And it's resonated all over the world, and that's what I've known, and I've always known. I'm just shocked to see that this is something that people don't know. That if it's funny, it's funny. Like, as if people wouldn't find the same... Everybody gets stuck in traffic and hates it. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves the internet when it's fast. Mm -hmm. Everybody hates flying on planes and going through security. This is a universe... Everybody gets into marriage and regrets it. These are universally. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <These> are- <laughs> little, little personal. I'm engaged, so I'm getting into marriage in soon. Oh. But from what I've heard, every time somebody finds out I'm engaged, they're like, "Oh, you're getting married? Why?" So I, I, I felt <laughs> there's a very negative perception. So I don't know. I found this universally as well. So you just I, needed another
0: half hour. Is that why you're getting married? Is that? I,
2: I'm telling you, it's been it's been great for my show. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, the engagement thing has given me so much material. So by the next time I do a show, I'll be married. So that's a whole new. Yeah. I'm just, you know, and they tell you marriage doesn't work.
1: It doesn't. Works for not work Works for me. If we
2: ever get divorced, I'm going to have a hard time, though, ex- mm-hmm. like trying not to get 50% to give her everything because literally it's in the shows. You know, they'll be like, well, obviously, I contributed. Uh, Mr. Mr. Member, please yeah. read your line right yes, here. Yeah. Right. Where it says
1: that you would not be here if it were not for yeah, her.
2: <laughs> it was, It was a joke. <laughs>
1: Well, that's awesome, man. And congrats, I guess. Well, thank that's you very fantastic. much. Fantastic. Yeah. You. Good for that. you, man. Thank all right. You. Well, Nimmer Comedy, N-E-M-R-comedy.com. You can find out all you need to know there. And like I said, if you're if you're in the Charlotte area, he's uh, he's at the comedy zone tonight and tomorrow night. It's great to see you again, man.
2: Thank you guys so much for having me this is my favorite show to do when I'm on tour.
0: Oh, oh. It really is. You say that to no, everybody. No, it really is.
2: It really is. It really is. There's uh, a guy in
0: Oman crying right now.
2: <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Since I know they're not listening, I, I can assure you the radio show in Oman that I do is definitely not one of my favorite shows. <laughs>
1: it's like, right. yeah. Better than the, the Oman guy's like, show. That's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Niver. We appreciate it, man. Thank you. All right, buddy. The Woody and Wilcox Show.